0: This is just Zach show. Welcome. Today's podcast clip comes from an interview with Chris Bellani from Foodland Supermarkets Australia. Five years later. Yeah. So what was the actual role at the
1: time? I was first employed as a market analyst.
0: Right. So similar to what you were doing. For a destination New South Wales,
1: correct. Very, very similar to what I was doing. Yeah. Um, probably more looking at a lot of more financial data than I previously was, mm-hmm. but still looking at consumer data, still looking
0: at marketing data. Yeah, and then how? So you decided, like South Australia, you now wanted to call home, and you found, I mean, what I think, uh, what I know about Fuland anyway, like it seems like a very good um, organisation. And um, actually, it's probably my primary supermarket. So I, I live ridiculous. in I live in Parkside, and um, the supermarket that I frequent the most often is that Fruville one. And yeah,
1: well, it's a certainly <laughs> cer- certainly one of the
0: best to be to be to be based around. You are you are very lucky there. Yeah, I love it. And as so I hear, that it could be upgraded at some point, but there's obviously issues to do with what do we do with the store while we're upgrading it. But I absolutely love it. I'm there mm. quite a lot. In fact, I used to find myself there almost on a daily basis, whether it was getting a coffee or getting a, a panini sandwich with like fresh prosciutto on it and rocket. It, um, <laughs> it really
1: changes the perception of a supermarket, it does, doesn't yeah.
0: it? I, I, I've seen it as more than just a supermarket. I'd go there for 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 lunch or mm. as a cafe. Um, and the staff there are actually incredibly friendly. Yeah. Um And I haven't been to the Pasadena one in quite a while, but that's just next level. It is. is. (laughs) So, um, I mean... So uh, I actually know someone who, when their friends and family come from Sydney, they take them to the Pasadena Foodland,
1: and that's actually a really a really common story. We actually have stories of people travelling overseas to come here to go to Pasadena to take <laughs> photos to take videos. That's just in high how regard that this supermarket is actually seen yeah. around the world. Uh, we are, again we are very lucky in this state to have one of the world's best supermarkets here. In fact, we've probably got we, we've got some of the best supermarkets in the world here. We are we are extra extraordinarily lucky.
0: Yeah. Uh, especially, uh, so I spent a bit of time in the UK, uh, when was it 2018 and it's different. It's so different. You go to like a Waitrose or, a um, uh, some, I mean they have different types of tiers of supermarkets, yeah. but nothing comes close to that level of service and, and the almost cleansliness of the supermarkets themselves. And I did feel like a bit of a fish out of water. I was, I was expecting that Aussie hospitality and Mm. that attention to detail and it wasn't I I wasn't just looking for the most bottom basement price I could find Mm. like um, I wanted a premium supermarket and Marks and Spencer kind of provided that a little bit and that's where I ended up going most of the time when I was over there but yeah nothing hit home quite like it did here you can
1: I think you can certainly tell a lot by by a city or a state or a country, by its supermarkets. You kind of get a feel of of what the people are going to be like, of what, what their values are, what they actually do want to support. And certainly in, in South Australia, South Australia in many respects is a little bit strange in the supermarket um, industry compared to other states in Australia because our independence here are so strong. There's no other state in Australia where you have an independent supermarket that has circa 15 plus percent market share um it's, it's it's typically dominated by one or two and that's just because as South Australians um, that's something that we've grown up with we've had so many fantastic retailers here we want to support local we want to support Mm. South Australia and when you go to these independent supermarkets like a food land, you find so many South Australian brands that are on a shelf and if there is one thing that we like to do it's we like to support local and that's probably never been truer
0: than what we're seeing right now happen in the world. Yeah, actually, that's one of the things I do find when I shop at um, Foodland is I find, um, and I mean this in the most positive way, smaller brands. And I mean that on like a national scale. And so there'll be brands that are specific to South Australia. And I mean, there's a little bit of nostalgia to do with them. But it's also that that, the quality aspect and um, that connection with the local community that I don't know, for some reason, I quite value but So you're, that's a South Australian thing, isn't it? Look, look ab- absolutely. Oh, so yeah. um,
1: a producer in the Adelaide Hills can just go to their local food land around the corner and say, I'm making this product. Can you sell it on my behalf in your supermarket? And that food land can say let 's see it let 's taste it sure let 's do it, and that kind of agility you just you just don't get with um, a large organization right like a yeah. large corporate because they need volume, they need to service multiple supermarkets. But that, that is one of the really positive things about independence and especially company like Foodland. Like a lot of our real iconic South Australian brands actually got their start at Foodland. They just went really? to their local Foodland and said, I have a product here. Can you please sell it for me? And then it got larger and then it got larger, then it got larger, and then you can get it all around Australia. Oh, and wow. that's a great story. That's an amazing story. We want to grow brands. We don't want to just hold on to these South Australian brands and say yeah. everyone else can not <laughs> sell them. We want to make them big. We yeah. want to make sure wherever you go in this country, you can eat a little bit of South Australia.
0: Yeah. Wow, I have no idea. So if... So is is that is that simple, right? So if someone had a product that they think is commercially viable, how would they reach out to Foodland to, to propose pitching it to you? Like how does that process work? It, oh look, it 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 really does. It really does vary. A lot of a lot of producers in the areas
1: have a relationship with the store manager or just someone right. who actually works at the store. That's how community minded, you know, the stores actually are. They actually are integrated within their, their community hub.
0: Wow. Okay, so I know Darren, the store manager, and I produce like a fig paste, and I think it's delicious. And I arranged for him to then reach out to. That's right. You, go, I suppose. Go, well, in the first instance, you'd you'd, you'd go see Darren, and yeah. Darren, I'm
1: assuming Darren would give it a try to see sure. to see if it's um yeah. if he wants his customers to yeah. to buy, and then you know you would have to I guess talk about some um, production to make yeah. sure that that there was enough capacity to produce at least just for that single store yeah. and then you might branch out and go to two stores and three stores and four stores because at, at the time of recording we have 96 stores mm, um, that's what across, across the 96. state so um for a small producer to be able to produce enough stock for ninety six stores can be um, can be quite daunting. So yeah, yeah typically it, it won't um, it won't get to that full distribution straight away. Yeah. It'll be a slow startup, and then startup, and then they can start to invest in some production,
0: and then they can build it up more. Right, and just Foodland because you're so community orientated. Because um, you know, let's say this is Carol hypothetically who has this delicious fig paste, and then Darren's tried it; he really likes it. But Carol doesn't know anything about packaging and mass yeah. producing or turning it into a commercial product. Does Foodland actually have programs to help people to do that? <laughs> look, look, ab- absolutely really? we can. Yeah, look, look, absolutely we can. And and you're, you're absolutely
1: right with what you say. We have a lot of real passionate primary producers. Mm. We have a lot of real um, passionate manufacturers here, and they're doing their absolute most to produce this food. But when it comes to, to marketing, mm. um, they might need a little bit of, an, of assistance. And that's where stores or even us... Us as wow. a as a head office, can can lend some help there. What might work? What has worked in the past? That's unbelievable. I love that. Yeah, no, it is. And <laughs> um, you, you you know what? I'm, it is. It is. Working for Foodland, yeah. it generally feels like you're working for the good guys. Yeah. And that, the, the, the good guys being the nice guys, the guys that are there just to help their local community. Yeah. And it is it is such a good feeling to, to know that you're a pretty important part of the ecosystem of the state.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've always, like... Um you know, uh, naturally in a capitalist society, like monopolies are not great, so you don't want to have one player that mm. has too much of a stronghold, and then duopolies aren't that much better, no. and that's why I think you know I've always sort of tried to support Foodland as much as I can because you know they're not obviously as a, as sometimes as physically available as the other guys, just to keep that third option at, in play because I think it does keep. You know, in, in in Australia anyway, I think it keeps um, Woolworths and Coles on edge, and you know they kind of compete on margins and stuff like that, and. I don't know, I, for some reason I like supporting it.
1: Yeah, look, and, 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 and you're right, it is important. I mean, just directly we employ around 6,000 plus in South, South Australians. So, wow. again, as as, as as part of the economy of South Australia, mm. we're actually quite large. But then you think of all the secondary roles. So you think of all of those those producers that are just getting their start, um, supporting them as well, and that really is because we are independent and our
0: independence allows us to, to, to be flexible and, and agile like that. Right, so I don't. Which ones have I been to? Like, because I've been to a few of the Foodlands now. Does Foodland have a policy about um, self-service checkouts at all? Is there Uh,
1: some 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 of our stores do, some of our stores do not. So some of our stores, for example, talking about um, Fruitville and Pasadena, Mm. they want to ensure that they're employing as many people as possible right. so they do not have self, self-serve self checkouts. Yeah. Um, and that's a choice that that particular retailer, those owners make, mm-hmm. and that's one that, that we support. If if one of our retailers wants to do that, we think that's a fantastic initiative.
0: Yeah, because I was just thinking like, um, you know, when I was... I mean, I got my first job when I was legally able to, basically, which I think was 14 and three quarters or yeah. something like that. And I my job was... Um, stocking Big W shelves, mm-hmm. and when I wasn't stocking Big W shelves, I was wiping them with white hand gloves, making sure they were clean and fixing up all the facings and stuff like that. And I was there for eight years and eight months, uh, which is quite a long time. And then I've been here for over, almost 10 years now, so mm-hmm. once I'm in a place, it's hard to get rid of me, basically. <laughs> it's like termites or something. And I remembered thinking back, because um, my niece is now 17, and the, the difficulty that she's finding getting that entry-level job. And if she doesn't get that entry-level job, how does then she get that experience? And I'm, I'm a little bit concerned that she'll end up at 20 or whatever and, you know, maybe has an education but doesn't have that experience. And that's why, like, as much as I can, I don't tend to use the checkouts very much, the self-serve checkouts. Um, but it's almost it's similar in the fast food sector as well. Like every single time you walk into a, a restaurant at a the fast food, they want me to order from a screen. Yeah. So there's very minimal human interaction. And my concern is like I'm not anti-progress. My concern is where do these kids get their first job?
1: Yeah, and it is a and it is certainly a valid concern to mm. have as well. I mean obviously it's um it's 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 certainly tough, and especially now, it's certainly mm. tough out there probably one thing to, to keep in mind that with um automation or with these sorts of tech advances and technology, mm-hmm. we are probably creating additional jobs that didn't exist before as well. Okay. Now they might not necessarily be entry level jobs. Yeah. But it is it is certainly something that um I think that it, it it will be an issue if it's not already.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's the other the counter argument to it always yeah. like, you know, um even if these like um potentially monotonous, repetitive jobs get replaced by AI or some sort of screen that does involve a person. Well, someone needs to fix those when they break down and that creates jobs as well. Um, Because then I had thought like eventually when I start a family, how am I going to get my kid their first job? Um, So that's something I would kind of thought of, but that's not for a while away. I definitely do not have a child on the way. (laughs) Um, So your role sounds fantastic and it feels like you would go home feeling quite, good about what you do every day, which I think is incredibly important. Is yeah. that is that one of the key factors that drove you to go to or, or drew you to
1: Foodland? 100%. And I, I do... I certainly go home feeling tired mm. um, but I certainly do go home feeling a sense of accomplishment and, and 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 also a sense of contributing to the fabric of of this state it is um, it is extraordinarily rewarding and it, it is it is so important to have that feeling getting up to go into work mm. in the morning knowing that you're actually going to be making um, a positive impact even if it's not for the country or the state or even a particular town even if you're just making an impact within your organization it's just it is such an important feeling it is yeah. such an important feeling
0: hey guys it's Zach Ainsbury here with just a couple of quick reminders if you've enjoyed today's podcast then make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode there are plenty more interviews to come with some of the world's leading marketing academics and practitioners you do not want to miss these In the meantime, if you're looking for another way to connect, then follow me on Twitter at Zach Ainsbury, that is Z-A-C-A-N-E-S-B-U-R-Y, for my take on the marketing issues of the day.